So, what do we mean by the Buddha? This is much more easy for us to understand. I need not spend so much time about this. As I said a little earlier on, the Buddha is the one who shows the way. Hmm? Society may be very happy, it may be very healthy, it may be very human, but the path to the transcendental may still not be known. It may still have to be opened up. It may still have to be discovered. And that is the work of the Buddha. It's a very difficult work in a way because sometimes the social and cultural development is so high, so refined, that people think that they've got it all. They don't realize that there's something far beyond. There is something purely transcendental. Something transcending the social, transcending the cultural, transcending the religious, transcending the philosophical. And this is what we call the nirvanic, or that which pertains to the enlightenment experience itself. So it's the function of the Buddha to discover that, to experience it for himself, and then to, as it were, retrace his steps to come back to humanity and to show them the way to that experience. That is his function. That is his duty, if you like. This is what the Buddha does. And this is what the Buddha, our Buddha, Gautama the Buddha, Shakyamuni, did. So he proclaims the teaching. He proclaims the truth. He tries to communicate to other human beings, to other individuals or to incipient individuals the content of his supreme experience of enlightenment, his supreme transcendental experience, so that they can be enlightened, they can be liberated, even as he is. And this is something which goes far, far beyond, immeasurably beyond, the social and the cultural and the religious and the philosophical. It belongs to an entirely different a dimension, a dimension, an experience of what you will, which is sui generis, which is not to be compared with anything else whatsoever. So it's not very easy for the Buddha to, to communicate this. He has to use the terms of the existing society, the terms of the existing culture. He sometimes has to use very general, very abstract terms. He tries to formulate a sort of philosophy, if you like, a sort of thought construction as a bridge between the minds of ordinary men and his enlightened mind, his enlightened experience. And this results in what we call the Dharma, in what we call Buddhism. But we find that this is communicated in, as it were, very general terms. A Buddha does not live very long. A Buddha lives only for 40 or 50 years. And that is not very long to communicate the truth. The Buddha communicated the truth in very general terms. Because of the tremendous force of his individual personality, he was able to influence, he was able to transform the lives of many, many people, hundreds of people, thousands of people. But nonetheless, if we look at the formulation of the teaching, it is very general. It is even, one might say, very abstract. One has the Four Noble Truths. One has the Eightfold Path. One has the twelve, the twenty-four links of the chain of conditioned co-production. In a way that is abstract, that is to say, it can be rationally, it can be intellectually communicated. It is aimed more at the mind 
is aimed more at the, the intelligence. And why is this? Because it's the intelligence which is, as it were, the growing point of humanity. We grow first of all, as it were, in our intelligence, intellectually, if you like, theoretically. We understand things. And a long time afterwards, the rest of our being, the rest of our personality, especially our emotions, catch up. Hmm? This is why, as I've often said, the path of vision is short, the path of transformation is long. Hmm? Though the path of vision is not just, as it were, theoretical and mental, but even so, the principle is the same. So, the Buddha... Shakyamuni, Gautama the Buddha, had as it were time to proclaim the teaching only in as it were a rather general way. That is to say, if one considers humanity as a whole, if one considers the cosmos as a whole. And he appealed, he addressed his teaching mainly to the conscious, rational part of man. A teaching which is able to appeal to another aspect, another part, so to speak, of man, takes a long time to develop, a much longer time to develop, huh? more time than one individual, human teacher, even a Buddha, has at his disposal. So a lot must happen after his death, so to speak, after his, in the case of the Buddha, his parinirvana. Hmm? He has made a start. Hmm? He has touched, as it were, the comparatively more superficial levels, that is to say, so far as the mass of humanity is concerned. Huh? But the deeper, as it were, psychic levels, he hasn't, huh? on, as it were, a mass scale, yet touched. 